Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 12, Color of Lightning. I am Jeremy, your Keeper of Arcane Lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a sci-fi horror role-playing game. Your investigators of the unknown are Gabe as Roy. I really am tired of all these dreams. Matt as Rocky. I'm not as tired of all these dreams as I am. And Brian as Pippa. Two more sales today. Should have been three, but you can't win them all. Welcome back, everybody. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty bad. He's having the after burrito blues. So that's why you always go for tacos. Tacos never disappoint. Uh, I was not disappointed. This was a fantastic burrito. Listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. And guys, we do have one single letter from beyond today. Please be a four star. Is it the letter F? Give me a zero star. I want to watch Matt get mad. This is a review. From John Scarcella via Apple Podcasts, who says, A podcast that happily challenges your sanity. Five stars. I have really enjoyed the storyline and all the twists and turns the story has had to bring us to where we are now. I enjoy listening to a few Call of Cthulhu podcasts, but by far this is the most entertaining to me. Keep the fun coming and may Roy live in semi-sanity forever. Lives with a semi forever. Been nursing that semi for a while, huh, Roy? This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. Thank you, thank you for all of the support. Before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. shape the very history of mankind. You've all been chosen as tomorrow's saviors to find a new world. I thought this was only a colonization trip. I guess we'll find out. Doesn't it seem odd? This much military? What do they expect to find? New worlds have new monsters. Warning. Warning. Collision in route. Get to the pod. Wait! Wait! Mabel, I love... Something is on this ship, and we need to get off. It's not that simple. We're too far to return home. I went out into space and found a darkness that will consume us all. We need to find the immune. Immune? Whoever doesn't die from their bite. I don't think we're ever going home. What makes you think there's a home to go to? The Others by Manic B Media. An audio drama available now. Welcome to the research and development sector of HW Industries. My name is Voden P. Quiffenimby, and I will be your guide today as we explore the many cutting edge technologies being brought to life at our company. 
Please keep our limbs, vestigial, or otherwise inside the tram at all times. Now, if you direct your attention to the left, you'll see our AR-guided surgical unit. That contraption the doctor wears around his eyes is what we call vest glass, allowing him to better visualize the innards of that poor woman strapped to the gurney. Sure, she's rising around a bit in half-consciousness, but trust me, this method does not hurt at all. It's virtually pain-free. Oh. Oh my. It seems our physician has inadvertently loaded a video game instead. Now he's punching demons. Now he's shooting zombie soldiers. Now he's frantically trying to throw switches to open pod bay doors. That poor, poor woman. Okay, moving on. If you look to your right, you'll see our latest robotic mani-pedi device hard at- Oh, sweet Jesus! Is- is that a man in there? Oh, all that blood. Uh, never mind that. Uh, we are now approaching the testing facilities for our latest invention. The Wi-Fi-enabled smart juicer. We call it Soylent Squeeze. It's a real people squeeze, um, pleaser. Now, as we bring our tram to a full stop, please disembark carefully. No pushing or shoving or screaming, please. Just form a single line and move slowly towards that narrow dark doorway marked insert here. We here at HW Industries really do appreciate your participation in today's, uh, tour. And remind you to give us five stars on Yelp. Right now, if you don't mind. And remember, if it's not vest, it's not the best. And we're back. What do you guys think of that product under service? I was okay with it until that first step. And then probably by the 12th step, you're going to be in some pain. So I don't know if I could do it. I'm not a big fan. Uh, this this is a very serious podcast. And uh, I, I feel like that product didn't take itself seriously enough to meet our serious standards of seriousness seriously. Yeah, well, I liked it, so... Well, that product and their service is just a bunch of monkey business in my book. And not the cool kind, like chimpanzees running a liquor store, or orangutans performing oil changes for nine ninety five plus tax, or simians dispensing medical marijuana at a head shop in downtown LA, or baboons working the night shift at an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet in a casino, or gorillas teaching water aerobics to preschoolers, or lemurs milking goats on their upstate New York farmstead, or spider monkeys putting in overtime at Costco, but secretly sneaking into the bulk cereal aisle to open family-sized boxes of Cocoa Puffs and shitting inside, grinning at each other as they bear down, faces contorted in effort, while air supplies making love out of nothing at all croons from the speakers mounted high over the head. God, I miss the 80s. Me too. I need a cigarette. I'll be right back. It's a good song. We had some fun in the 80s, didn't we, Gabe? Yeah, I love the 80s. I miss them. Every day. Well, if you're lucky, you'll get to see the 80s. But probably not. I don't expect to live that long. I mean, time travels, you know, it's a thing. Well, it's time for a quick refresher, guys. We're going to do a little bit of uh, Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition Rule Refresher. I just wanted to kind of go over a couple things. I was reading through the Keeper rule book, and I was like, this is an interesting thing that I kind of forget sometimes. Well, we tend to streamline rules in favor of story. If you take a look at the um, cheat sheet for skill rolls, for instance, then you'll see that it says making skill rolls requires... 
stating a goal before rolling a dice, then determine the difficulty level for the roll. That's something that we often skip because we kind of just say, oh, okay, Brian has a 55 stealth or whatever the heck it is, and roll, and that's good. Usually that's because we're not up against a really hard thing that's going to require a hard, you know, a hard extreme roll. Or, or sometimes I just sort of spitball it and say, ah, this is going to be really difficult, so you're going to need at least a hard. And the one thing that I sort of always forget is that there can be an opposing skill or characteristic. So, for instance, if Rocky is trying to sneak up on Madame Starbuck and she has a 50 listen, so she might hear him sneak up on her. If it's uh, below 50, it could be a standard thing. So he would just need to roll his stealth and he's pretty good about that. If it's above, equal to or above 50, he'll need a hard success on that stealth roll. What the rules say is that it should almost always be the investigators, the players who are rolling dice and not the NPCs. And it's vice versa too. So if Madame Starbuck is sneaking up on Rocky, for instance, she doesn't need to roll stealth, but he may need to roll versus her stealth. Hers is the opposing difficulty. He may need to roll spot hidden or listen. Uh, The other thing is uh, pushing the rolls. Can the player justify it? And it says keeper may foreshadow consequence of failure. So, uh, you know, for instance, if Rocky fails his stealth roll on Madame Starbuck and says, I want to try to push it, then I can say, okay, you you can push it, but here's what's going to happen. You you already know what you're going to try to do if you're succeeding, but here's what's going to happen if you fail. And then you roll. So he could back out of that. Yep. In relation to what I was talking about, on page 106 of the Keeper's Rulebook, there is something called striking the first blow, surprise. Rather than initiating combat and putting the dex orders in right off the bat, that'll happen if it's a combat that everybody knows has happened. But let's say Rocky is sneaking up on Madame Starbuck with a fire extinguisher and going to bonk her on the head. If he makes that stealth roll, then he gets he gets free attack. Which makes sense. I mean, you're getting a jump on somebody. Exactly right. That particular thing is not an optional rule. But however, there is an optional rule that, that is also related. On page 125 of the Keeper's Rulebook, there is something called knockout blows. And this is if you do want to sneak up on somebody and just bonk them out. My whole thing with optional rules is not to get too bogged down with the rules, particularly if it's going to forfeit story or get in the way of the story. But I think this is an interesting one that I could potentially be useful. Basically, you're performing a maneuver, so it's not a fight back, it's not a dodge, with a blunt attack, and you you do one hit point of damage to the person, and then they get knocked out. That's kind of it. Yeah, I thought those were some interesting things that I I ran across that could be uh, of use to you guys at some point. I don't know if it's this scenario, but... Nudge, wink? No, not at all. When he says no, not at all, that means yes explicitly. He's, this is very much something we should pay attention to because he's he's letting us know now. Take everything he says with 100% seriousness at all times. Let's see if uh, that pans out for you. Because now, dear investigators, we play Case 12, Tape 8, Freaky Friday. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. Thursday brings bad tidings to Arkham, as news of a sudden disappearance causes our heroes uneasy angst. Officer Tina Quinlan cannot be found after responding to a disturbance of the peace in the wee hours out near the fairgrounds. Ken Roy does his level best to assist Bugsy Jr. in the search, though the corporal blocks his every attempt. Pippa keeps busy showing properties around the city, determined to overthrow the realty dominance of her nemesis, Jane Rusa. 
Keeping quietly to himself, Rocky recovers from the disastrous dinner in Madame Starbuck's tent and tries to focus on his tech problems in the sub-basement of Blaine Manor. As the day winds down, fitful sleep descends to bring with it what dreams may come until Friday dawns gray and overcast. Rocky You awaken to the dull, grinding sound of a hard drive thrashing as it attempts to restore portions of a corrupted sector. With an appraising glance, you check the video reconstruction software and are pleased to find it is nearing completion of the first phase. Perhaps, in a day or two, it will finish, and you'll finally have access to the information Charles Blaine so desperately wanted to convey to his daughter. Now, however, you realize you stink something fierce. Probably that dinner gone wrong at Madame Starbucks, oozing out of your pores, though... Underneath the flop sweat, do you detect the faint odor of cotton candy? No, that's not likely. You haven't partaken of that pink gossamer since you were barely out of diapers. Grunting, you get up from the console and make your way upstairs in the pre-dawn dimness. Roy is snoring in one of the adjacent bedroom suites, clearly sleeping off another bender. You take your time in the shower, scrubbing in all the hard-to-reach places, intent on erasing any hint of fluffy, cloud-like sweets that may still linger on your skin. Satisfied, you towel off, put on fresh duds, then go downstairs to brew coffee. Roy. With a start, you launch out of a deep sleep, certain you heard someone call your name. After a moment, however, you realize you just startled yourself awake with a particularly loud snore. You stretch your arms overhead and yawn, trying to ignore the stale taste of beer on the back of your tongue. The sound of running water tells you Rocky is probably rubbing one out in the shower. Old habits die hard. Come to think of it, though, you could use a quick rinse off, too. Reluctantly, you emerge from the warm cocoon of blankets and shamble toward the bathroom you've christened number two. There are a total of six full baths in the manor, but you've claimed number two as your own. You actually use a half bath downstairs for literal number two, and you realize that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but what are numbers anyway? After going number one, in the shower of course, you get dressed, then head to the kitchen where you can already smell coffee percolating. Pippa. Thankfully, it's looking like today is going to be a lot less chaotic for Arkham Realty. You've only got one big showing just before lunch at that lovely two-bedroom cottage out near where the urban sprawl begins to transform into pastoral farmland on 1st Street. Afterward, you plan to catch up on paperwork at the office. That leaves plenty of time tonight for the Twilight Sideshow premiere. This morning, however, you feel like dropping in on Rocky and Roy at Blaine Manor. Surely they can't say no to freshly made bear claws from the bakery downtown. Also, you're very curious what they think about all the evidence you've gathered these past few days. Your brain has been trying to connect all the odd occurrences to the physical anomalies, and my gosh, if you didn't know any better, you'd say all this investigator business is starting to rub off on you. Vaguely, you wonder if Rocky and Roy would ever consider a third wheel. After all, as you know, it takes teamwork to make the dream work. As expected, you find the two men in the kitchen looking tired and sullen over steaming mugs of coffee. Good morning, boys. How are we doing today? 
That good, huh? Sorry, didn't, um, get a whole lot of restful sleep last night. Strange dreams and whatnot. <gasps> O-M-G. I had very strange dreams. That's why I rushed over. I have to tell you guys. Look what I brought. The bakery's opened up. They're back open. It's lovely. Thank you very much. You can get anything related to bread at the bakery. I got good sleep, but I only got like seven and a half hours, so I'm basically going to be useless today. I wish I could get seven and a half hours. So, I guess I could start since you guys aren't really awake. I had the most bizarre dream I think I've ever had. And as soon as you say that, Pippa, something catches your eye through one of the hallway doors. You see something scuttle along the floor, some shadow. (gasps) Did you guys get a cat? Something's down that hallway, guys. You can't have pets in here. It's a surprise for you. Well, you're going to have to put it out. Roy, please go get it and put it out. It's not mine. Your reflexes are much quicker than mine. Well, I can't argue with that. Thank you. I'll save you a bear claw. One. Singular sensation. Welcome to Lovecraft Tapes the Musical. And I'll go down the hallway. So you look out the hallway and you don't see anything. It went into that room from one side. Oh, straight across a shadow went right into that room. And I'll go into that room. And you look around, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. You're going crazy. I saw it. If you guys say you don't have animals, then we might have an infestation problem. Well, I know a guy. All right. I'll get him in here. He'll fumigate it all out. Well, all right. (laughs) Crop dust it. Well, anyway, what I was saying is I had the most lucid dream I think I've ever had. Go on. What what do you want me to, like, applaud you? It was about Starbucks. And you guys, all three of you hear a squeaking coming from somewhere behind you. Faster than they can even react to the sound. As soon as I hear it, I'm up onto the countertop. I told you I saw something. Go get it. Whatever it is, get it out of here. You know you're damaging the property value. Oh, will you relax? You relax. It's a rat or a mouse. It's not going to hurt you. It's more scared of you than you are of it. I went after the fantasy last time. If it worries you so much, I'll make a trip down to the hardware store and pick up some traps later. It's in the room with us right now, folks. Probably not anymore. You probably scared it off with your high-pitched squeal. You're just a scaredy pants. I hate rats. Sorry. Sucks. Ooh, that sucks. I don't care. Teasing me about it really helps get rid of the problem. I appreciate that. I'm going to look around and see if I can see it. Do I give me a spot hidden? So I needed a 30. I rolled a 58. Pippa's head is like whipping back and forth her eyes darting to every corner the shadows seem to be deepened at the corners of the room one moment you think it's there behind the stove no no it's 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 behind that door that's partially open no it's it's crawling up rocky's pant leg rocky it's on your pant leg there's nothing in my pant leg. I sit there and like shake both of my. There's nothing there. Well, I could have told you that. So what about this dream? Uh, this might be the work of the person I had the dream about, guys. Who was that? Like I said before, right before I screamed, Starbuck. She was in my dream, and that's when you see something loathsome creep, grinning from underneath the table with a bear claw in its mouth. Rocky, get out from under the table. It's a rat, a monstrous-sized rat thing, which has a vaguely human face. Looks somewhat like Tom Selleck. It actually looks somewhat like your father's face? No. I'm gonna need you to roll for sanity, please. Dad is fugly. Oh, 
I needed an 88. I rolled a 51. That's a success. You're going to take one sanity damage. It drops the bear claw from its mouth and grins wider. Human teeth. Mm. So I'm going to scramble backwards, falling backwards onto my back onto the floor, and then right up, I skitter right up on the other counter on the opposite side where the sink and everything is at. You guys see her react. So you guys both sort of lean over. Oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, let's do some fighting. What do you say, guys? I don't kill animals unless it's funny. Well, the the funny part is, to Rocky, this thing seems to have detoxes face. So I will need each of you to roll sanity, please. I needed a 62. I rolled a 60. That's a success. I needed a 60. I got 74. Surprise. Some motherfucking prize. I failed a sanity <laughs> roll. Rocky. You will take one point of sanity damage. Coffee mug half raised to mouth. And then you just slowly pour it into your own lap. And then, uh, Roy, go ahead and roll me a D8, please. I got an eight. If you lose five or more in one roll, I'm going to need you to do an intelligence roll. I failed it. And then 50 out of 65. If you roll over your intelligence, that means you repress the memory and nothing happens. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch. The Arroyo way. Pretend it didn't happen? So we don't need to do a bout of madness. However, we're going to say that essentially you just turn away from the thing and it doesn't exist to you. And this thing scurries under the island or around the island. Uh, Rocky loses sight of it and it's crawling straight for Pippa and latches onto her leg. What? We're into next round. That's what you get for being afraid of it. So it leaps at you, aiming for your calf, and you can either fight back with a penalty die or dodge with a penalty die. Or you can do a maneuver of some sort. Instinctually kick at it to kick it away. Okay, so then I just throw fight brawl. Yep. Needed a 25, I rolled a 77. So yeah, you try to uh, lash out with your foot. It prevents the critter from latching onto your leg, but now it's basically between your legs and you're sitting upright on the floor. But you are actually in a position so that next round you'll be able to get to your feet and perform normally without penalty die. Rocky, you have a lap full of hot, delicious coffee. And the, the steam is sort of rising from your from your lap. Look down in surprise at the fact that my coffee cup is now empty and they go, oh, wait, I'm holding something and I'm going to chuck my coffee mug at it. Please don't fail. You're going to hit me. I might hit you. We'll find out. Go ahead and do your throw. Oh, I needed a 20. I rolled a 69. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, the coffee cup smashes on the ground, missing entirely. The creature looks back at you and snarls, which is very disconcerting considering it has Detox's face. Yeah, so no one's taken any damage yet. I'll uh, grab the bear claw off the ground and eat it. It's got, like, these little little teeth marks in it, but that that's probably the way it came. That bakery, they test everything. Or maybe they have rats. Who knows? Probably it. I mean, honestly, it's the bakery's fault. They knew it was a risk opening up the bakery next to the pet store. I'm casting Dominate. Bring out the gimp. This costs one sanity, one magic point, and you get to control this thing for one round. So it's an opposed power roll. We get to roll, and uh, the higher success wins. You didn't make it, and uh, he did make it. Because your spell failed, and you took one sanity damage, you get this 
flash in your mind. It's almost as if the rat thing itself is pushing back with its mind into yours. For just a moment, you see this sprawling city with brains on shelves that reach up to the heavens. Thousands, millions of brains all shelved and labeled. And then it's gone. And you realize that you have just urinated onto the kitchen floor. Not onto the rat? At least I got to pee on the rat. Well, there is a little trickle like heading in his direction. Good. That'll teach you. So we are into round two. No one has taken damage yet, so Roy is still befuddled and otherwise engaged. I'm taking a munch. Sitting there with the bear claws like, no, it's, it's still good. The rat thing wrinkles its nose and hisses, then dives towards Pippa's ankle. Pippa, what do you want to do? Oh, I don't know. Cast, get out of here. Get out of here. Kick at it again. Uh, need a 25, roll to 78, that's fail. That ain't great. I am not a fighter. So you lash out again, and it squeaks and jumps into the air and jumps over your legs and scurries along the underside of the cabinet towards your hand. Oh, good. Better than my feet. It's kind of hot. How far away am I from all of this? 20 feet, probably. Ooh, okay. While still keeping my eyes on Pippa and the rat, going to fumble backwards onto the counter and grab a pair of big metal shears out of uh, out of a block behind me. And I'm going to rush over to where she's at and attempt to just stake him to the ground with the, with the shears. He might like to fight back on you. So he's going to get a penalty to that, but he, that's what he's going to do. Uh, so go ahead and roll your fight i needed a 35 i rolled a 59 that's a failure basically your aim is just completely off probably maybe slip a little bit in the pee the shears stick straight into the ground you snip off his tail but i will say that it also snaps roy out of his reverie yay powering up insert windows xp boot sound here I am going to try to get up onto the counter. I'm not a fighter. I'm trying to get away from it. So that'd be a dodge. And then he's going to try to fight back on you. How's that? But he's got to take a penalty to that. So roll away, baby. Need a 33, roll to 50. You basically try to move away out of its range. But this thing skitters across the floor, takes a leap, tries to bite your hand, but falls slightly short, drops to the ground. And you can see now it's underneath your feet, underneath your legs, uh, behind you, I guess you'd say, keeping to the baseboards, trying to find the room for its next attack. So it's going to take a leap at her ankle. I'm just going to kick. So fight back. Uh, need a 25, roll an 82, failed. It does not manage to latch onto you just yet, unfortunately. Roy, you realize like, oh my god, something is attacking Pippa and Rocky. It's a giant rat. You hate giant rats, don't you? Yeah, they're annoying because they derail conversations. Slam my foot into the back of its head. It would be uh, just an unarmed attack. I failed. I need a 52. I got a 79. It's going to attack you back. Oop, that's not going to work because it, t- it had to take a penalty dice because it's outnumbered. Otherwise, it would have latched on you. So that is uh, your attack. Now it is Rocky. Those shears are going... Mm, 
I think the best option is still just to pop them up and whack right back down again. Go ahead and give me a roll. I needed a 35. I rolled an 80. That's a failure. This is going to be the entirety of the podcast tonight, guys. Get used to it. It, uh, it managed to roll its dodge. So this thing leaps onto your pantsuit and starts clawing through the material. I just peed those. Those are mine. I marked the territory and everything. What are you going to do, Pips? It's on your leg now. I guess punch at it. Hadouken! Need a 25, roll a 57, that's a fail. You reach down to try to punch it, it easily dodges your blow. Skitter up, but move around towards your backside, towards your left buttock. So yeah, that is the end of the round, and we're going to start off with the rat thing now trying to bite into your left buttock. I'm going to try to persuade it not to. <laughs> Here, okay, I'm going, I'm going to dodge. Need a 33, roll a 69, nice. nice, and that's a fail. So you feel teeth pierce the back side of your pants. And that's when you're really glad that you had a handkerchief in your back pocket. And you hear this thing just going and pull out shreds of the handkerchief, the designer handkerchief that you... Yeah, it has my freaking embroidered initials on it. So now we're on to Roy. Well, now it's kind of hanging, so I think it's like a good time to sort of kick it from the uh, undercarriage and the kick up. It's going full chorus line high kick here. Try and jack it loose. I need a 52, I got a 16. That's a hard success. Something fucking happened. And it was unable to dodge this thing. Yeah, you did two hit points to it. You nailed this thing just perfectly. It goes squealing, somersaulting, hits the ceiling. You see a little bit of a blood spatter and it comes down and lands on the counter, then does a tumble roll off the counter edge and onto the floor and then starts scurrying in circles. But you can see you've damaged it. They've upset its AI pathfinding. Hey, Rocky, if you can't kill this rat, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just going to try and kick it. You need a 35. You rolled a 33. Three points of damage. Go ahead and describe uh, how this thing croaks it. So it's spinning in circles, clearly a little dazed. So I'm going to steady myself for a minute. Rear back. Oh, will you just sawed off already, you bloody little? And I'm going to whack it as hard as I can with my foot. And it's going to go up across the kitchen, slam into the back wall, and slide down into a pot that was sitting on the stove. Go! It sinks into the pot, clearly dead. It's actually a stew that I had boiling. Poke it with a fork. Immediately, the kitchen is just inundated with a stench of the wet fur and disgusting feces. And... Yay. So you want to finish telling us about your dream? Yeah, so about that dream you were telling us about earlier. Uh, I think you guys maybe have gathered what I was getting after with the with the dream talk. I heard something of Madame Starbuck. She promised me everything. Everything I've ever wanted. If I did something to one of you. What's something? I don't know if I should say. I don't want another one of those creatures to come out. You not telling us means you're gonna do it. Do what? It. Something. <laughs> well, you're not the only one. I admit that I also had an unpleasant visit from you-know-who. You had a dream, too? Yes. Um, except in my case, she had uh, some tasks she wanted me to do for her about you not involving you two, I guess. Put my hand on her shoulder and say, I'm not gonna do it. I mean, I said yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean I intend to follow through. You see, she was rather interested in that stone of yours. Yeah, she wanted my stone as well in my dream. She asked me to secure your stone for her. Yeah, she asked me too. You had a dream too? 
Yeah, I did. What the hell? So she visited all three of us. All on the table here. I'm supposed to sabotage the elevator? Why, Rocky is in the basement, so he can't get up. It's not going to hurt him or anything, but he can't get up until the next day. So whatever she has planned tonight, he cannot interfere with it. She's trying to separate us all. Oh, very much so. She told me that I had to call and, um, well, Roy, she wanted me to tell your wife that you were in town. She's kind of stupid because my wife doesn't know what I look like, so uh, she wanted me to uh, call a bomb threat to the college, which, I mean, I do that anyway, but... And how would that benefit her keeping us away from... She said it would keep the police busy. Oh, okay. So she's concerned about the police as well as... Which means that we need to get the police over there. Here's the one thing I've noticed from all of our our dreams here. She doesn't give a shit about me. (laughs) She just wants my necklace. She's not threatened by me, not trying to get rid of me. Well, did you see how you handled a rat, Pippa? Let's be Uh, honest. Yeah, rats are terrifying. (laughs) And I don't know if you know this, but that rat had my dad's face. Uh, No, that rat was a rat. I seen it. It's not what I saw. I was looking at it, and I'm fairly sure it had the face of an old um, employee of mine, whom you might have heard of at some point. I'm pretty sure you had some encounters with them, Roy. Yeah, well, I'm the only one who stayed calm and collected through that whole thing, so it was a rat. Let's take a five minute here, and and then we need to come up with a plan, guys. All right, huddle up. I'm going to go to the bathroom and clean up the best I can. All right, take five. That's what I meant. I'm going to go change my pants. I'm going to finish my bear claw. Roy sits in the uh, kitchen finishing his bear claw, watching the uh, rat continue to stew, trying to ignore the smell. Pippa goes and cleans up as best she can, but her pants are shredded. Yeah, and once I realize how damaged they are and that there's nothing I can do, I'm going to go out and get my change of clothes, and they're just sweatpants in the car. I usually put them on when I clean up after a showing. And you're also a little worried as you do so that um, you're probably going to have to head home to get some more clothes before your pre-lunchtime meeting with the uh, people at the cottage. And Rocky, you you managed to get changed with no problem, and uh, you feel like you dodged a bullet when that thing lashed out at your foot. Kind of got the impression that maybe that thing wasn't clean and had been carrying many, many diseases. It wasn't kosher. We'll put it like that. It was one of those pork rats. <laughs> pig, pig rats. Chlamydia. You guys are reconvening back in the kitchen, which is now reeking. Shut off the burner. What are you doing? Roy. Turn off the burner. And I'll turn it back on. Them's good eats. <laughs> turn the, the exhaust fan on. I don't think that's quite enough. And I'm going to pick up the pot open the window and chuck the contents out the window. Alright guys, we gotta come up with a plan for tonight. Should we even go? If things happen the way she wants them to, I won't be there because I'll be stuck. I'm assuming she thinks that telling Greta that Roy is in town is somehow going to tie him up so he won't be there either. Right, so it'll just be me. But hold on because in both Rocky and my dream, we are there giving her the thing. True, she did say I had to deliver it to her. I think I should be the person that goes there and said I did my task. By trapping Rocky in the basement, he can still do his task before I do that to call Greta and snitch on Roy, tying both of you up, and then I would be the only one to show up. Should I bring my necklace or should I? we stash it somewhere? We don't have time to get a replica made. So she's worried about the 
police as well, it seems. Right. Roy, you know the police, right? Do you think that they would do something for you, like, as a favor? I'm sure I could persuade. I got connections. The thing is, she's going to know things are wrong if she doesn't hear about the police responding to a threat. All right, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to call the bomb threat on the college. Okay. You just want to call a bomb threat in, don't you? Yeah, I I think it'd be funny. But I'm going to tell Bugsy the plan. I can trust him. Okay. So that way... The whole, you know, the media will be like, oh, there's a bomb at the college, but the cops will know what's going down. So she'll she'll look on the news, probably like C-SPAN, because she's a monster, and she'll see, oh, there's a bomb threat at the college, and she'll be like, ah, plan's in motion. Do we have to call in a bomb threat and scare all those kids? Yeah, I mean, I don't see any way around this. If she catches any whiff of us faking the threat or changing it in any way, she's going to know something is up. I think we do have to call that in. So, Pippa, about that odd incantation that you performed. I guess I didn't realize what I knew, but my dad has been teaching me this stuff since I was nine. Taekwondo? If I concentrate, I can get a feeling as to what people are... Feeling? Yeah! How'd you know? You, like, get their vibes, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna call it that. That's a good name. I can cast Vibe. You notice that she has sort of this wild look in her eyes. She's getting a little worked up, a little excited. (laughs) All right, all right, bring it back, back. Hey, hey, right here, right here. I mean, it's basic level magics. I've read and studied bits and pieces of this before. Um, You know about it? Yes, I've encountered it more than once. Uh, I've only done this one time, and it was when I was 13. I was so mad at my dad, so I just ran out into the woods. I got cornered by a badger. I had no idea what to do, and I just stared at it intensely, and all of a sudden, it burst into blisters and fluid, and blood was just squirting out of its eyes. You gave it Ebola. I didn't know what was happening, but I just ran and ran and ran as fast as I could back home. Two days later, I went back in the woods. I got up some courage, and I found it dead. I killed that thing. It's a fairly decent grasp of magic for a 13-year-old. I mean, there are people who study the execution of a basic blood maledict such as that for lifetimes and then haven't ever managed to manifest. Interesting. And sometimes if I really want to get a sale, I've only done it twice, and I feel really bad about it. But I took control of this gentleman who was having a hard time signing the papers, and I made him sign on the dotted line. I dominated him. Isn't that illegal? It is. And I voided the contract, and I almost quit the realtor business. Well, they do say that all magic comes with a price. About tree fitty. The only other thing that I I have not tried, I can make it to where people kind of fail a lot more. Like, they're not as lucky. Ah, yes. But why can't you make your rolls better? What are rolls? You mean the bear claws? I didn't make them. The bakery made them. I'd be careful with that one. Usually the fates aren't too happy with people messing with their strings. Alright, so are we going to talk about serious things now, or are we going to just keep talking about this hocus-pocus bullcrap? So it's not like I'm helpless, but I think this plan might work. So let me get this straight. The idea is that... Roy, you're going to call in your bomb threat to the college, but not before you let, what'd you say, Bugsy know about what's happening. And if you can, 
it might be fruitful to see if he can't get some of him and his plainclothes friends in the audience tonight. Well, yeah, it's called Undercover. That was the plan. So, the bomb threat fires off, but there are going to be a contingency of undercover police in the audience. I can go to the hardware store and probably find... Well, there's an outdoor sporting goods store right close by. I'm pretty sure the outdoor sporting goods store would have rock climbing equipment. I can get an ascender, and you can sabotage the elevator, and then I can just use the elevator cables to come back up. So, she will see that you sabotage the elevator. She'll see that Roy called in his bomb threat so that means i just have to call greta and tell her that roy is in town although i'm not sure what kind of repercussions that might have yeah i'm we'll just see how that one goes i mean, I, don't, I don't get that one the order needs to be bomb threat call greta elevator all right roy that gives you and i a window of maybe making a less formal entrance like business casual I was thinking, like, Pajama Fridays. I gotta say, I don't, I'm not impressed with her plan. She's really hoping that all of us do all of these things in the order in which it benefits her. I'm, but is she? I gotta say, she's kind of sloppy. Or is she just distracting us so she can do something else while we run around with our tails between our legs? You sit for a moment in silence, and Rocky's phone rings. Almost simultaneously... There's a knock at the door, and you hear, Hey, Ken, you in there? And I'll get up to go answer the door. Uh, If you excuse me, I need to take this, and I'm going to walk out of the kitchen and into another room nearby. I'm going to need to head out. Particularly if you need to head home and get washed up and so forth. So I'm going to be like, Rocky, I gotta go. Bathroom's down the hall. I gotta go! So Pippa and Roy uh, head to the front door, open it up to see Bugsy. And behind him, the corporal. Oh, Peppa, I, I didn't know you were going to be here, too. Yes. Sorry. Hey, s- Sorry, I, I I just have to head out. I've got a, an appointment. I'm showing a house here in about 20 minutes. i got to go change my clothes. Nice to see you, though. Yeah, you have a good day. Uh, and uh, here, would you mind taking a couple of these posters? Uh, this Absolutely. Is, uh, uh, Tina, It's uh, if you wouldn't mind just putting them up anywhere. If, you, if you're doing an open house or something, just maybe you know put a stack there. Yeah, I have no problem with that. I really appreciate yeah, it. If we're I still, see or hear looking. anything, you'll be the first to know. All right. Thank, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. And the corporal just watches you with cold eyes. Pippa races off to her car, and uh, Ken Roy is staying there looking, and uh, Bugsy turns to him and says, uh, Hey, Ken, uh, sorry to bug you, but uh, I know, you know, I wanted to keep you up to date on the whole Tina situation. Uh, we haven't had any leads or anything, so we're thinking of, uh, I hate to say it, but taking a peek in the whole... I think it's probably a good time to do it. I'm going to come with it. That's all right. That's fine. Uh, Cor- Corporal, you don't mind, do you? And he just nods silently. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. We already talked about it. Yeah, come on. We we got some guys down there. They're getting ready to fire up the machinery. And uh, we thought we'd just, you know, take a dig and see what happens. And I appreciate you being there for me. Because if we find anything, I'm I'm not going to be in any shape. Of course, I'm there for you. Okay, come on. We'll, we'll walk on down there then. And uh, he heads off the porch with the corporal in tow. And I'll follow. Rocky, you answer the phone. Disco Cat, the place for glitter and litter. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, this is Rocky. It's, it's Charlene. 
Hey. Yes, how can I help you today? I don't mean to bother. I know it's early there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in Boston with some girlfriends today, and, and uh, you know, I just I, I was thinking about you and just wanted to say hi. Uh, are you going to the sideshow thing? What is it called? Sideshow? I don't know. Are you going Are you going tonight? I guess you'd say I have plans to be there. Okay, well, um, I could probably meet you there if you wanted. Look, I really don't want to cause any inconvenience. If you're off with your friends, I you know you can stay with them. It's it's, it's not a problem. We're we're supposed to be back tonight, so I should be there. You know, fashion will be late, of course, but I wouldn't mind seeing you. Really, I you know what everybody everybody needs to get out of town for a while. You know, you know I hear that uh, the tapas restaurant in town is uh, debuting a new menu tonight as well. Maybe you should. Uh, is that a invitation? A surprise, maybe? Technically supposed to be, but I I might be able to pull a string or two if you, uh... That sounds, uh... Yes, that sounds lovely. What, what time? Coincidentally, uh, it starts at the same time that the, uh, the circus starts. Some sort of new after-dark dining experience. The lights are gonna be off. It's... I don't understand it, but maybe you will. But see, they claim that if you can't see your food, that you, it makes, like, your other senses better. Ooh. I, I like that idea, heightened senses. Uh, that sounds pretty sexy, if you ask me. Anyway, you know, just be there on time, and I'll, uh, I'll take care of everything else, all right? Rocky, actually, before you go, uh, I, I'm also trying to reach Pippa. I, I haven't been able to reach her. Do, do you happen to know where she might be? Uh, last I saw, she was heading off to a showing. Wouldn't say where. She's pretty useless without me this week. Hopefully, uh... I can get her back on track next week. Well, you know, she needs all the help she can get, so... Well, I'm really looking forward to this whole tapas thing, so... I guess I'll see you there. Yes, of course. Okay, bye, click. Why do people keep saying click into the phone? I don't get it. The Corporal, Bugsy Jr., and Ken Roy head on down towards the excavation area. And you can see, like, there's a bunch of guys who are coming in from the street. They're setting up orange cones and sort of getting the area prepped. And you see the movers that they had put out there a couple days ago are just still sitting there unused. And the, the sky is gray and oppressive. And you're sort of looking at that hole as you're approaching it. It seems to yawn darker and darker the closer you get. And when you're within just 30 yards away, you think you smell something very similar to that stewed rat in the Blaine Manor kitchen. And for a moment, you recoil enough to where Bugsy stops in his tracks and says, Ken, you, f- you feeling all right? You, you got all white. I mean, whiter than usual. Yeah, I'm just having a little eerie kind of feeling. Ooga chaka. As soon as you say that, ultraviolet lightning pierces the heavens, striking the excavation site squarely where the hole is, and an eruption of earth flies into the air, obscuring your sight, and you can hear stone and dirt rain down on the heavy machinery, and the yells and grunts of the guys trying to get out of the way, and you hear this wind picking up from where the hole would be, this familiar wind echoing down through time and cavernous expanses, and then a second peal of lightning strikes, and for a moment you get a whiff of Madame Starbuck's perfume. 
Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. That's crazy. Crazy for feeling so lonely. Wow. Now it's time for Hashtag Recommendos, where we share some of our geeky obsessions. Please hold the 100. So we're going to go with Matt Gabe Me Brian. Start us off, Matt. Tonight, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna recommend another really great indie. It's called Get to the Orange Door where the objective of the game is in the title. It is a really fast-paced, arcade shooter that has uh, this really neat, like, neon synth wave kind of look to it, where you're sprinting through these arenas, you're, you know, jumping and dashing and wall running, and the whole goal is, in the title, you need to get to the orange door. But along the way, you're killing these virtual enemies... You're collecting cash, you're finding guns, you're finding different weapons and power-ups. And the combination of the really unique aesthetic and the fast, frantic gameplay and the simplicity of the overall design just makes it such a delight to play. Because it doesn't take itself too seriously, you can just kind of have a a good time. It's really great if you want to drop in, play a couple of rounds, hop out. It really deserves more attention than it's, it's gotten. It's... It's a gem. It's uh, still early access, but the developer is super responsive. He's really great when it comes to, you know, keeping people up to date on what he's doing and interacting with all of the, the fans of the game. So I'm really glad that I could, uh, you know, help him out, give him a little bit of a support because uh, everybody everybody out there that's looking for a really fun, really fast-paced shooter should uh, get to the orange door. Sounds like fun. Gabe, you're up next. I will be recommending a movie. It is a Shudder original. It is called Fried Berry. It is kind of a difficult to explain movie, but I enjoyed it. Uh, Essentially, the premise of the movie is that aliens abduct and sort of change or take over a guy and this guy is just kind of like a degenerate drug addict scumbag and uh, they're just kind of taking his body for a ride it's south african film so you know kind of got that little quirkiness in there the best way i would describe this movie is it's basically what happens when you uh, have a human being that just doesn't talk at all and just kind of goes with the flow this is what's going to happen to you. For example, someone gives him a hit of ecstasy and he likes it so much so he just dumps a whole pill case of ecstasy into his mouth. If you don't appreciate facial expressions and things like that, like if you're not a spaghetti western fan, you're not going to like this movie because I'd say about 90% of the enjoyment from me just came from this actor's the way he's reacting to things. Uh, it's very weird but very cool. Definitely one of those movies you can just sit and laugh at. Got a little bit of horror elements, but admittedly not much. So that's Fried Berry. Nice. Good pick. I am also going to do a movie tonight. Uh, This is a film called Nobody from 2021, directed by Ilya Naishuler, who also directed Hardcore Henry. stars Bob Odenkirk, Connie Nielsen, Christopher Lloyd, and my hero, Michael Ironside. Co-produced by Tobey Maguire, which I found kind of interesting. It is an ultra-violent, good actioner, cookie cutter, because essentially it's John Wick light, almost to a fault. But it's funny, and it's fun, and that's what I liked about it. It was just Bob Odenkirk, who you associate with Mr. Show, kicking ass and really violently dispatching people, but also taking... 
ton of punishment. I really enjoyed that, and it uh, it was also a lot of fun to see Christopher Lloyd toting a shotgun and just blowing people to bits. So it reminded me a little bit of the action of Red with Bruce Willis and uh, all those guys. It wasn't played totally for laughs. It just has a little bit of a hint of humor here and there. So I would definitely recommend it. Uh, nobody. Sweet. Brian, you are finishing us up? I hate recommending stuff that you can only find on a service, but it's so good. It's called Clarkson's Farm. Jeremy Clarkson buys a farm. I mean, he's owned it, but he actually wants to farm it. This is like his retirement type thing. And I can't remember how many acres, but it's huge farm, multiple fields, streams and bogs and fields full of just flowers. And some of the stuff that he does in this show brings attention to like uh, global warming and stuff like that. It really hits home, but it's funny at the same time. And it's beautiful. The cinematography is gorgeous in this. And it's just him getting a farm up and running. And then when he finally gets the momentum and the swing of things, COVID hits. And he films through COVID and what it's like for all the farmers and what it's like for for him and in everybody and all the different industries that go along with farming around the world and how it affects one people making one thing can affect the entire planet. It's not heavy as as I'm describing it there. It's definitely worth the watch. Um, Very entertaining. Each episode's about 50 minutes long. You can get that on Amazon Prime. It's called Clarkson's Farm. That's got to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please give us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our hashtag recommendos and social media channels, including Reddit, MatTube, and our Dis Brian server, where you can chat with us in real Gabe. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes. And uh, if anybody wants wants to let me know what your dream was about, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at the Real Weird Kid. If anybody wants me to tell them about how I was gonna just go along with the Starbucks plan but change my mind, you can find me at Lovecraft Gabe. Did I just become part of a team? Let me know at Brian Podcast. Until next time, roll for making love out of nothing at all. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2021. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. I'm just going to type Italian Masteries into Google, and I'm sure it won't be anything bad. <laughs> Nothing bad could possibly come from searching Italian Master Race. You might want to turn on incognito mode for that one, buddy. It's just a lot of funny cartoons, not racist at all cartoons, and the Wikipedia page for Mediterraneanism. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm a fire truck. I ate bread tonight at dinner, and whew. He had a burrito. That doesn't count. You tell my body it doesn't count, sir. Can't believe he gave himself celiac disease. Eating bread is a use-it-or-lose-it privilege. I recently found my 2020 season pass for the Deluxe Flux. Really glad I bought that. It was very useful for me. I really need to, like, learn to watch these monitors a bit better. We have fans for that. As long as the fan doesn't blow into the microphone. That's 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 just the worst. The absolute worst. Are we there yet? That's no microphone. Don't make me turn this podcast around.
Lightning is like bluish white. Exactly. I like to call it Garth Marenghi's <gasps> color of lightning. Yes. Oh, You're supposed to say I'm not as tired of dreams as Mick Fleetwood is. Mick Fleetwood is never tired of dreams. You ever sit, you know, just sitting around your house and, you know, you you, you have all this stuff that needs to be done and then you, you don't want to do it, you know? You know what I'm saying? Did you say shitting around my house? So anyway, um, you know, I... No one wants to do that. I, I, you know what? I can, I can help you with that. Okay. You change my diaper. No, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sell you, son. You gonna sell my son? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm um, see what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take him from you. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna put him through our special educa- educational programs. Yeah. And when he comes back, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be there for you. He's gonna do everything you ask him. No questions. Oh, you want him to wash the, the dishes. You want him to, to mow the bathroom curtains. You want him to shave the lawn, whatever. He'll do it. Mm-hmm. No no questions yeah. asked. Yes, please. How much is this thing? She, it's, it's, you don't really pay for it with money. We just, you know, in return, we're just going to take your kid's soul. And, uh, you know, we're going to use it for uh, purposes. No, oh. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's nothing that you need to, you know, it's nothing that you need to, you know, worry a little head about. I'm All not worried so much about about you about his soul. I'm worried about you guys not getting one. Oh, is he is he ginger? I can't I can't do this with gingers. It doesn't work. They they don't. No, have he's stores. not a ginger, but okay. He's a he's an f up. I'll tell you what, I have my kit right here. Why don't you uh, show me where he's at, and we can we can test him and see if he has a soul. Okay, we just have to go in the basement where I have him tied up. Okay, uh, why don't you lead the way, sir? Alrighty. Um. Oh, you know what? You start heading down. I just have to grab my my keys. All right. You just, uh, is it this door? This door right here? Push. <laughs> Are you my daddy now? We got one more, Ma. <laughs> my new toy. That's why we need scripts. I mean, we don't have scripts. Did you not get the script, Gabe? I mean, I'm I'm looking at it right here. I go for the glazed because you can't go wrong with a classic. Oh, well, they're bear claws, so. <laughs> Shrinkage. Shut up. I was in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold out, okay? The coffee's hot, though. What's your excuse? <laughs> Niblet. He's going to drive to the gun store. It's called the gun store. Going to fill out the forms and wait the pre rate the requisite one week waiting period. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then we'll get it. <laughs> In all of my infinite wisdom and large amounts of free time, I've uh, been preparing the house a bit, you know, tidying it up, making sure that we'd be ready for any unforeseen intrusions. And I think I remember at some point I might have stuck a a rather compact pistol in one of the kitchen drawers somewhere. It's real convenient. I was going to luck roll for it, (laughs) see if it was there still. Maybe if you were more stern in your description. (laughs) At some point, (laughs) I may have thought about thinking about doing something with the drawer. I possibly (laughs) did this, maybe. I'm going to put on my backpack, grab some water in my thermos, and travel across the kitchen to put my (laughs) hand on on Rocky's shoulder. I mean, it's, it's a huge fucking kitchen, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand there for three days while I wait for her to cross the kitchen. She died of dysentery. The tundra is vast. Not digging a hole that'll take 45 hours. We have about six. Oh, I'm sorry that <laughs> digging a hole is so hard for you. What do you do exactly? You can't dig holes. You can't fight rats. You can't call bomb threats. Yeah, I'm a normal person. 
kind of badger was it? A brown-tailed, gray-faced dad badger. Did you say I'm terrified and it said hi, terrified, I'm badger? Yeah, did the badger have your dad's face too? Yep. We done? Guys, get ready. We're staying up late. We're reshooting this. This is a serious podcast. <laughs>